Galimera, Galispera, Galinikta, no matter where in this wild, wacky and wonderful world you might be, thank you for making the Highbury Squad part of your day. It is another episode of Talented Gooners. We have a special one again for you. Here we go. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talented Gooners. Um, why don't we remove this picture so we can reveal our talented gooner uh, this evening. Welcome to Squad Central, Mr. Peter Lewis, a 60-year Arsenal fan. You guys, if you think you've been through it this season, let me tell you, Peter's been through it all. Welcome to Squad Central, Mr. Lewis. Thank you very much. Hi, everyone. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm feel tired. Now, after, 60, after 60 years, what newbie? <laughs> <laughs> well, 60 years, but you were out rocking and rolling last night. What were you up to? Yeah, so I went to see Elton John last night. It's probably his uh, farewell tour. It's nice. uh, his farewell tour. Now, he, he's 75, I think, and he's been doing nearly 300 gigs in this tour. And, um, you know, he got through the COVID period and he said a, a sort of hip operation or you know, he's, he's struggling around. So if he can manage it, that anyone of my generation can easily do it. And he's older than I am, let me tell you. Are you are you really seriously telling me right now that Elton John is 75? Well, uh, that's that's what he's telling me. I mean, he, his, first, so his first gig, I think, was 1968 or 69. So that's what, 55 years ago. So there you, uh, yeah, there you go. So he's um, wow. still rocking and rolling. Wow. He's still doing it. It is crazy. It's crazy to what? me how how some of these folks are still alive, Peter, after everything they've done. <laughs> the one thing I will say is he can afford a better hair than I can. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. You can't be telling me that Elton John's hair is better than Big Bob's. <laughs> I, I bet it costs more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're going to get into a little bit of that uh, with you later on. So let's start the very, very beginning. As you know, our Talented Gooners series features um, our people, our community, people out there doing really great things. And I've been a long admirer of Peter and his talent. He's an insane photographer, and I'm going to share some of that with you in just a little bit. But as you guys know, the rule is give us a like, a share, a subscribe. And of course, go follow our talented Gooners and you can find Peter here on tweet on Twitter, Peter Lewis 55. And thank you to our good friends at Zenith Coins for always taking care of us. If you'd like to nominate someone for your Highbury Squad coin, just email us thehighburysquad at gmail.com. Everyone who appears on the talented Gooners gets a Highbury Squad coin. So Peter, we would like to tell you that this evening um as our special guest and having a special talent you are a recipient of our special zenith coins highbury squad coin signed by kevin campbell as well uh, so that's great oh you're very welcome tell us where it all started why arsenal well um, i mean i'm a kid i was originally born in hackney 
And um, yeah, Arsenal were my local side, and as you can imagine, as a kid growing up in um, Hackney, was you know it, it was still sort of post-war in many respects. You know, lots of bomb sites and things like that. And um, we used to play on the old bomb sites. They used to call them Hitler's bomb sites. It was um, one of those sort of things that uh, we never really knew who who he was as a as a kid. But um, most of the houses were being demolished and rebuilt, and, and we got rehoused um, uh, towards Stepney Way. And um, I was about six or seven years old, I think it was. And um, we moved into this uh, new estate and I met another kid uh, and I didn't have any friends who lived there. Uh, and yeah, the first thing he said to me was, who do you support? And yeah, the only football I'd ever seen at that time was, you know, I think I've watched one FA Cup final on television, but I've never sort of seen a football match yet. Yeah. It was the days well before live television and everything, well before match of the day even. And um, I, I said, well, who do you support? And he said, I support Arsenal. And I said, well, so do I. I support, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the reality is that I only said it because I wanted to make a friend. And we and we became friends. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought, well, it's a great uh, idea. Yeah, perhaps I, I might be able to get to, to a football match. You know, I was, I was, yeah, was, was it six or seven years ago? old i think it was and his dad took uh, him and me to my very first football match which was 23rd of march 1963 which was wow. just celebrated my 60th anniversary a few weeks ago and wow. um that was the very first match i went to and um we stood i think it was um at the time on the uh, west side enclosure um, it was probably safer than sort of you know, standing in the North Bank. Those days <laughs> will remember sort of the swaying of the crowds and everything like that. And I was only I was only a nipper, yeah, I was, I was a sh yeah, a short. And um, so uh, that that's where it, it came. And and I decided, for, yeah, for that moment, I'm going to be an Arsenal supporter. And I've always had the maxim that you you don't really swap sides once you pick a team, for good or bad. Mind you, what did I know? I was I was just a nipper. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I, I just had the yeah. At that time, you have to remember, um, in that time, that Spurs were the big cheese. Yeah, yeah. They, they only won the league a couple of years before that, and um, they won the FA Cup as well. And so they were big cheese, and Arsenal were they were in the doldrums. They were just you know sort of mid mid table, and they hadn't won anything for many years as well. But yeah, it didn't matter to me. I was a kid. I just enjoyed the experience of going to a football match. And I've stuck with it obviously ever since, but um, that's that's how I became an Arsenal supporter. I really never had any expectations that back then that I'll still be doing it sixty years later. <laughs> you know, um, I th what I love about these shows is that we have generational talent on, and we talk about the different eras of Arsenal. And as you know, on our show, we've got baby boomers, Generation Xers, Generation Zs, Millennials, and I love um, that they. Uh, you know, we have listeners like young, you know, Sophie, who's just starting her YouTube channel, for example. Um, who love learning about the history. And it it was in that in that late 60s. It's so weird for some Arsenal fans to comprehend it, but Tottenham were the superior team, weren't they, Peter? Um, they were. And also the other thing to remember is that West Ham United, they were more successful. They, they, uh, they won the FA Cup in 64 and then went on to win the uh, European trophy in 65. And then Chelsea in the swinging 60s, Chelsea were a very fashionable side. And they were actually quite a, yeah, if I use the term, quite a sexy sort of club to, mm -hmm. to support. So a lot of sort of well-known people decided to support uh, Chelsea. So Arsenal were this rather staid, boring, traditional club. 
um, with a great sort of history, but nevertheless, no real success at all in the, in the, in the 60s as well. And um, I grew up, you know, sort of, uh, sort of amongst a lot of, um, obviously, everyone I went to football with was, you know, was older than I was. And inevitably, you know, they were talking about the old times, the old days and things like that. And um, and so it was a, a very sort of strange beginning because obviously a lot of kids, you know, you support a football club either through you know, your local area or your parents or because you get attracted to a successful side and you want to become, you know, you want to feel better about yourself by being associated with a successful football team. With mm -hmm. me, it was just that I wanted to make a friend because you know, I'd moved to somewhere I, I had no friends. I love um, it. Yeah, so that's that's it. And, and inevitably, so I started to learn a lot about the history of the club. I listened to all these old people standing around me, you know, talking about the old days as well. And yeah. you know, it became fascinating, but inevitably, you know, I still, I think as a kid, I, I, I used to go to school and, you know, my, I had some Spurs friends and some Chelsea friends, and they were talking. Well, oh, we won the league, we won the cup, and and, and no, I had none of that. You know, to, you know. Well, your was, time did come, Peter. Your time did come. It, it, it came. <laughs> it, 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 it um, came. I just wanted to show this. Is this is one of your programs? That's my very first match. I've still got it now. So somewhere in one of those box files, so uh, you can't see behind me, is that program. So that's Arsenal Blackburn from from the from uh, March 1963. That's the very first game I ever went to. That is well. wonderful. Where did and and just I know you meant where did you sit? I stood on the west enclosure. So basically on the west side there was a, it was a standing uh, enclosure and. Mm -hmm. um, so there, so there's obviously the seat, and there were sort of two rows. Uh, so be, uh, below the upper tier, there were two sort of areas. There was a there was a, a, a seated area, and below it was all standing. But part of that was a step was an enclosure where you paid, I think, an extra yeah, not, not a few bob or a pound or whatever. I didn't pay. Remember, uh, and I got taken. another one that snuck through the turnstiles back then. Some, no, but you no, got no, taken. Someone you paid taken. for me. <laughs> someone paid for me. It wasn't my pocket money. Some someone paid for me um, as well to, to go to the game. And so I stood there, and it was probably a safer place for, for kids to stand because you know there was no other swaying. You got. Uh, yeah, in the big, ter big terraces as well. It was intimidating, wasn't it? That swaying. <laughs> it, it was a bit. I, I, I managed to. I migrated a bit when I got a bit taller. Um, I did actually move to the yeah North Vega. So I worked my way around the ground from the clock end. You know, so for so I went for the west enclosure, went to the clock end, and then my dad, who suddenly started to take an interest in going to football with me, because he was a, apparently he was a like a lukewarm Spurs supporter. Your dad. dad. Yeah, he, he, I get yeah, he that. My dad's a United fan, so I, I understand that. But you did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, you see, my dad he eventually became an Arsenal supporter because I, I, I uh, you know, you know what it's like. Um, yeah, with your kids, you you take an interest in what your kids are doing. Because I became so much interested in Arsenal, and my dad decided he'd take me, and he became quite interested. Yeah, more of an Arsenal supporter. He was, yeah, he was, yeah, he was a fair. Web. I think he was originally he was an Orient supporter. It shows wow. my dad. It showed my dad. You know, he, he liked football, but he wasn't really a. You know, he wasn't yeah. a hardcore supporter like I am. Yeah, you know what's funny is back then too. Like my mum, my dad followed United because he fell in love with George Best, like a lot of people. Right? It was like a, a you know, young people like me growing up in the early eighties or whatever. You know, before the family got hold of you, you admired Liverpool because of just the players they had and the way they <laughs> played. And Dalglish was just insane. And he wore that number seven shirt and everyone in the playground wanted to be, you know, one of those one of those players. And uh, 
my mum fell in love with Stoke City because of Gordon Banks and she was a Stoke City supporter. So um, a little bit that's happening today, a little bit with young fans, like they like they follow players versus teams. But um, yeah, I, I think even back then, if there was a player that came up that you really liked, you gravitated to that team. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, look. Um. What's uh. What's this picture about? Okay. So that was taken in 1969, in August 1969. So that is actually me, the little one on. Well, yeah. Uh, on, on the right hand side, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. In, in goal is Bob Wilson, and <laughs> and the two chats of watching was is Bob McNabb and Charlie George. So they were sort of legends from the um from the first double um team. And what actually happened with that one was um, I entered a magazine. It was um, Shoot magazine. Oh, my gosh. And yes. Shoot, Shoot was a football Shoot. magazine. I think it came out in 1968, maybe. And um, as part of um, its uh, opening, there's a competition uh, for kids to enter to, to win a prize to go with a group of people to go and visit Arsenal's training ground in the morning um, and then go to Highbury for the afternoon, which um, I entered for. And yeah, I was I was selected. I won. So it's um, amazing. You know what's yeah. amazing? Because I'm here's okay. So those listening on audio, what we're showing here is uh, an old black and white photo. Let me get rid of the banner here. It's just really fantastic. And Peter's wearing like if this was today, the kid would be turning up in Adidas studs, um, the whole regalia of the kit. You know, th- and you're wearing your trousers. Yes, Are you no wearing? Replica. No replica kit then. <laughs> it's just fantastic. But here's the juxtaposition to this. I love this because here he is, Charlie George, Bob Wilson. How old are you there, Peter? Well, that was August 69. So I, I was born in 1955. Um, so I was just, I can't remember, it was either before or around about my 14th birthday. Right. Okay. So now we fast forward and check this out, um, Gunners. And this is what I love about this uh, series on our show. You fast forward, and then here's a picture of older Peter with Charlie George holding up the FA Cup, of course, from the 71 uh, double winning team, which I said at the top of the show, even though Peter watched Spurs be glorious in the late 60s, his time would come, and it certainly did, in 71. And then it's you and Sir Bob, who's been on this show um, in our Legends series and is absolutely amazing, both epic humans, Peter. Going from the young boy who won the shoot and got selected, the competition, to this. Talk me through it. Okay, so what I mean, what happened is, uh, firstly, uh, with Charlie George, what actually happened was my kids, uh, for my birthday one year, um, bought me um, uh, one, the Legends, one of the Legends tours at the Emirates. My, let me tell you, both my kids, they're, they're avid Arsenal fans, avid Arsenal supporters. They're in their 30s now, you know, so, and there they are. So, that that picture was taken. That was obviously our Arsenal Wenger's last day. So yeah. you know, you know, we you know, we were season season ticket holders uh, at uh, the Emirates, um, so, which is nice. So we were together, and there we are again with Arsenal's uh, FA Cup in some in twenty fourteen as well. Wonderful. Uh, so, so, so yeah, we're great Arsenal fans. So what actually happened? They, they um they bought me a, a Legends tour, and um, they knew that Charlie George was you know one of my sort of all time heroes because he was a fellow Islington school boy. So as, as when I went to secondary school, um, I went to a secondary school in in Islington. Um, so 
from 1966 onwards. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was uh, in Newington, and every day we used to, yeah, 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 there were obviously lots of Arsenal supporters at school, and that just enhanced my my obvious support for the club as well. And um, yeah, there's a there's a story I'll I'll tell you, which um, my kids know only too well, is that. Um, our school playing fields, they were in, um, somewhere in North, North London and we used to get a coach from school. He used to go up Holloway Road and as he went up Holloway Road, um, it went past, um, there's, a, a, there's a library on the right hand side, somewhere between Highbury and Eastington and um, Drayton Park and uh, the area on the right hand side. And there's a few sculptures on the side uh, of this building, building. And one of them is um, um, uh, an old poet called Spencer Edmund. I think it's Edmund Spencer, and it's, it's a bit of a story. This uh, Edmund Spencer, and it, it made me laugh because our our deputy headmaster at our school, he was called Spencer, and every time we used to go up past it, and we always used to shout out Spencer, Spencer, yeah. Sort of, uh, and one of my traditions, and my kids will tell you this, is one of the absolute rituals of match day is when I walk up from Highbury Earsington to the stadium, I always walk past and I always shout out. Spencer, <laughs> when, I, when, I walk, when I walk past the library, now, let me tell you, you Guna fans, if you're walking up Holloway Road and you see you know, this library, um, to white library on 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 the uh, uh, on the uh, stadium side as you're going up Holloway Road, you'll see this sculpture of Spencer on there. Let me tell you, I had <laughs> shot that Spencer. It must be four figures now. I mean, I don't know how many. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how many home games I go, but you'll you'll see. There's a point on the corner as well so you know, that's all part of, you know all part of the part we're, of my history my history i really. love that so it's the, the that's a great anecdote and yeah. we're in we're nutty aren't we as fans i'm wearing this hat until yeah. something different happens put it that anyway, way i've completely diverted <laughs> haven't i so uh so anyway so my kids bought me um a legends tour and i met up with charlie george and as an old school uh isn't fellow isn't in school by you know we, yeah he was he was the one conducting the tour and it was great to, you know, to meet and have a chat with him and there was there's me standing with that, that great picture with frank and charlie um you mm. know uh for the 71 double team as well i love so, that kit i really yeah. love that kit i oh, love yeah. the cleanliness of just you know because because <clears throat> we've had blue right and you know of course tottenham are blue and white but the yellow away clean shirt with just the oh, yeah. the cannon and the blue shorts I mean, 71, the the FA Cup, 79, right? No manufacturer's logo either. <laughs> no, no, just just the, just the crest. Um, and then Bob Wilson, what, what happened with Sir Bob? <clears throat> well, what actually happened with that was in, I can't remember, I think it was 2011 it might have been, is that um, to celebrate the, the 40th anniversary of the double winning um, team, that, that double winning team, they had a, an event at um, at the Emirates Stadium, which I went along to. And uh, Bob was there with Charlie George and John Radford and I think David, David um, no, it was Eddie Kelly. That's Eddie Kelly. He was there as well, the four wow. of them there. And um, so I got to meet uh, Bob afterwards and I took um, a, a, a print, a copy of, of that photograph, yeah. which he showed. And I got Charlie and Bob to sign it as well. So, so, so um, I finally, after you know, well, it would have been forty-three years, or I think forty-two or forty-three years since it was the, the original event. I got Bob and Charlie to sign uh, a copy of that photograph as well. It's incredible. You know, so. I mean, the picture's incredible. Um, it's Peter and Bob Wilson for those listening on audio, and he's holding up the a ten by eight of the original picture from. 
Peter's uh, experience, thanks to Shoot Magazine. I used to love Shoot and Match. Um, and just wonderful. Absolutely top shelf stuff. And... I, got, I got to meet all the, all the players, by the way. It wasn't just that photograph. I got to meet, yeah, the, all the players came. Yeah, yeah they were at the, the training grounds as well. We met them all. And um, yeah, this was a bit later, that one. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was not taken in 1969. <laughs> it wasn't. I just put a picture up of Peter and Ian Wright, but, uh, but we'll get to that. Talk to me about <clears throat> what I love about your story is that you've, You've seen Arsenal win the double in 71. What a team, by the way. Um, I think as we, we see recent success, you know, we just remember what's recent. Um, what was that experience like? Because then I want to get to, like, your experience then seeing the other double winning season, the team, the Invincible. Okay. Talk to me about. Okay, well, you have to remember, in those days, um, the only way you could get to cup finals, uh, FA Cup finals and things like that, was... Um, uh, if you weren't a season ticket holder, was um, in those days you in in the in the programs they used to be a little uh, a coupon cutout, and um, because I, I I was able to get to every single home match of the uh, of that seventy one double year, I managed to get to Wembley. Um, so I, I applied for a ballot and I managed to get tickets um, to go to the cup final. But remember, um, what had happened is in, in the previous few years really um, made a big impact on, on, on what happened to, uh, to achieve that double it was in, in 1969 I've, I've often said this in 1969 was my worst ever Arsenal experience that I've had and that was the, that was the year Arsenal got to the League Cup final and got beaten by Swindon Town who were a third tier team at the time remember so it's like um, you know Arsenal yeah, getting beaten by Arsenal getting beaten by I don't know Nottingham Forest, like yeah, in the cup well, no, last not, not, or Wrexham, the Wrexham loss, the the Mickey well, Thomas. Freak. Well, yeah, I mean Nottingham Forest. Remember these days are a, a, yeah Premier League team, but you can yeah. imagine it was you now it was it was a, a team from two divisions lower at 1969, and then the year after that was uh, the year that Arsenal won the European Fairs Cup or the you know, City European Fairs Cup, which is effectively sort of the same type of competition as the Europa League is now, and. Arsenal had beaten Ajax in the semi-final, and they, Ajax were yeah you know, a great team. That was Johan Cruyff was was in that team. That's the wow. team that went on the year after to win the, the the European Cup three years in a row. So to beat them in the semi-final, and Arsenal made it to the final and beat um, Anderlecht to win the European Fairs Cup um, in in 1970, and that was Arsenal's first trophy in 17 years. You know, it's oh. a longer run than Spurs are on at the moment, so that shows you how <laughs> that shows you how big a gap that really is. It, Peter, it, show, it shows you just how hard it is to win stuff, really, doesn't it? I mean, it's not. It is in those days. Remember that, yeah. You know, it's it's um, there were you know, there's not a lot of difference in the, in in uh, between a lot of uh, clubs you know, in terms of ownership. You know, it was all. The money was all very limited as well. Look at these go. sideburns. Look at George Graham and Charlie George's sideburns here. They yes. Somewhere incredible. somewhere there's me in, in that crowd, in that 100,000 crowd there that day. So I managed to make it to that one. What an experience. Um, oh, yeah. This yeah. must have yeah. just been incredible. I've still got my ticket and programme for that match. And and the community uh, um, singing um, um, brochure as well, which you used to get. Yeah, I think we've shown your ticket. We've when we first started, um, we've shown I think your ticket for for this. We uh, I think Peter and I spoke a couple of years ago, but um, yeah, this is fantastic. So seventy one, we win the double. You're flying as an Arsenal fan. You get through the seventies, 
and 79 is the FA Cup. But what's it like going through the rest of that decade as a Gooner? Well, the funny thing is that so once you get taste a little bit of success, you think, OK, it, you know, it's going to continue. Um, and mm -hmm. it, it, it obviously it was a bit spasmodic. We reached a couple of more FA Cup finals and lost them both in, in the early 70s. Lost to Leeds and um, uh, that's, that's for certain. And, um, and, and inevitably beat, beat um, Man United in 79. And then in 1980, we lost the FA Cup final to West Ham. Did you, you know, go to the? Did you go to the seventy nine final? I went to the I went to the seventy nine final. I didn't go to the nineteen eighty final because that was just a month before I got married, and um, yeah, I, I didn't. I hadn't been going to quite as many matches that year because I uh, I had other things on my mind, so I didn't build up all the, all the vouchers. But uh, and, nice. and that's, that, that, that's that. I went to the nineteen seventy eight final. We we lost to Ipswich Town. Did you so, go so, to the? Um, then we when we get into the eighties, were you at the West Ham? final we lost no, no i didn't go to the west end that was that, mm. was, that was the one just before my my uh my wedding, wedding. Um, so, so so i didn't go to that but um <laughs> but i mean what actually happened in the in the 80s is that I, you know, st we started a family so i had two kids and i, I was going less than less to football um you know i couldn't go to every single game because you know i had other you know our priorities our, you know, our, yeah. our responsibilities have choices to make as well um, but but inevitably, I was, um, yeah, yeah. My 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 passion for Arsenal never changed. I mean, I never sort of suddenly stopped supporting Arsenal. But you know, I couldn't make the sort of games that I could before for a number of reasons. You know, one of which is that you know, bringing up my family was actually yeah the most important thing. Yeah, I think we all go through those phases where you know life kind of happens. You know, there's that exuberant youth and that freedom um, that we all go through, and then there's that phase where you know, responsibility kicks in and, you know, maybe uh, it's not as easy to get to games or pay for games because your responsibilities change and stuff like that. But um, what was your take then as an Arsenal fan as you're going through the 80s and the arrival of uh, George Graham? Well, George Graham, I mean, he was already a bit of an Arsenal legend, you know, from the from you know from the, his playing days. Mm -hmm. you know, I still, I, I, do you know what? I, I'll tell you a story about George Graham is that, is that, George Graham is the score of still, uh, well, see, it's the greatest Arsenal goal I've ever seen that no one can remember. Tell us. And it, it, was, it was in 1968. That's it. 1968. He scored a goal, uh, and and um, it was a, an overhead kick goal. He was he was standing on about the penalty area, and uh, he, uh, it was it was David Court. David Court isn't, isn't a guy from from way beyond who most people can't remember, remember either, and he scored this overhead kick goal. And it's still one in my memory now. It was at the clock end at, at uh, Highbury. He scored, and he became one of my favourites yeah, from then. But um, I mean, everyone knew he was called the stroller. He used to stroll about a bit, but he, he was a yeah, he was a <laughs> he, was, he was a great player. But you know, when he eventually became Arsenal manager, then you know that was yeah, you know, sort of the second or sort of, you know, I call it great yeah, you know, Arsenal team of my lifetime. You know, after the Bertie Me era, you know. Uh, which sort of fizzled out a bit, and then George Graham came and won these six trophies in eight years uh, as well. And there you go, nineteen eighty-nine. Uh, there's our game. friend. Ste there's our friend Stevie Nichol who was on the show last week, um, and yeah, I mean, we we rib him about this whenever he comes on. But we, you, were you there? You didn't. I don't think you were there no, at Anfield no, that night, were you? No, no. I, I mean, the story of that one was I was watching at home on ITV. And yeah, you know, I had two young kids, including the daughter that wasn't even a year old yet. Mm. And um, 
And the story of that that game was that um, uh, when when um, Michael Thomas scored that winning goal, and um, I started shouting, I was running around the house like, absolutely <laughs> like a lunatic. Yeah, you know, I was what yeah, you know, absolutely screaming. And it took me about five or six minutes to calm down. And it's only when I calmed down, I stopped. So I could hear my daughter, who was probably about, uh, think, about <laughs> nine or ten months old, upstairs crying in her cot, you know, because obviously I'd woken her up and disturbed her from her sleep, you know, and she, I don't know how long she, <laughs> let me tell you, she's forgiven me since, she's forgiven me since. <laughs> no trauma, no trauma. <laughs> I, 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 I still, I still... I still can remember this mo mo this moment. It's when I eventually calmed down. My wife was in the house, and she she just let me go. Yeah, she just yeah. She, she never said calm down. She just yeah yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. It, it was it was one of those moments. I mean, it, it and your your reaction um, probably, you know, not probably well warranted. I think that was the. I'm not. I don't know if there's been. It's the most nuts moment, I think, just the drama of it all, the timing of it all. I know it's compared to the Aguero goal, but in the 80s to go to Anfield, to have to win 2-0, not concede against that okay. Liverpool team. Well, the difference between that and the Aguero goal was we were playing against Liverpool, and Liverpool yes. would have won the league if we hadn't. <laughs> if we hadn't well, yeah, so, so there's, yeah, so yeah, it was a big moment for Manchester City, but in terms of actually the league, the absolute ultimate league decider between two teams, you know, that, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, that's, there's not, there's never been a league decider like that between two teams. It's been decided yeah. like that before. You know, that's that, that's that's for certain as well, and um, I'm fairly certain that, uh, you know, that. Uh, yeah, Aguero goal will always be remembered by Manchester City supporters in the same way that Arsenal will never forget Thomas's moment. But you know, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, no, it, it's 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 it is different. It's 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 very very different. So that's Vesper uh, agreeing with me. Um, so then we go from you know we're seeing it all late sixties, seventies, eighties, and then you know it's the arrival of Wenger and another revolution and an evolution and a change at the club. That's right. That's right, and um, yeah, I mean, Wenger's story is, is, is well, we, we all know Wenger's story. Yeah, it's uh, you know, he's twenty-two years at the club as well, but um, it's inevitable that uh, you get off to such a great start like Wenger did in his first few years that uh, you've got a lot to live up to, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no one can sustain it for that length of time. You know. Not How did you enjoy this, the Invincibles? And I'm curious here because I love your generational stories, right? So you've got the Invincibles, you've got the 89 situation, you've got the 71 team, and you went even further back as well. I, I think it's always hard to compare eras, and I think there's a way to just love and appreciate and enjoy them all. But, of course, yeah, when you go Invincible, Peter, it's hard to compare that to a lot. But what, what's in your heart? Um, well, in my heart, I suppose, yeah, I would always refer to the the original sort of double winning team uh, as you know, you know, as my era in the sense that it's the one which which absolutely um, sealed the deal for me. Not that I there was a deal to be sealed, but it was mm -hmm. the one where where yeah, there was no there's no turning turning back as well. And I mean, the Invisibles were yeah is is yeah. It needs not to be said. It's, you know, it's a remarkable story. Now that photograph that you put on the screen there—that's my photo. I took that outside. Um, tell, tell everyone it, who it is who's listening on audio. Okay, so that's Arsene Wenger 
Patrick Vieira and they're holding up the Premier League trophy for the Invincibles. So I took that photo. So so I'd, I'd gone with my daughter. So we'd been at the Arsenal-Leicester game the day before, the one where they completed the uh, the, the, the uh, mm-hmm. Invincibles League. And the day after we went uh, with my wife, we went for the, the parade in Islington. And we got up early and we managed to find a prime spot outside the town hall. You can imagine how many people were out there <laughs> outside the yes. town hall. In those days, of course, we you know, you know, we didn't have the sort of mobile phones that we have today. You know, wow. it's, it's not, obviously 19 years ago. I had my little pocket camera, just a little pocket camera, you know, that I could take, take photographs with. And um, and um, the bus has, has stopped. And before they got off the bus to go for the civic reception, so Arsene and Patrick, you know, they faced the opposite side and they lifted up the trophy like that. And I got my shot. You know, oh, I got and, chills. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fact, I mean that is that's great. That's one of my proudest photos to get. Um, you know, the, the manager and the captain with the you know the trophy, to the Vincibles standing outside the town hall. So that is one of my my photos. That one. It's uh, it's a bit old and grainy, as I as I told you, yeah, um, uh, before that. Um, in those days, cheap cameras. You, you can imagine today. Yeah, but, uh, I love proud, it. What a proud thing is to be able to capture that photograph. With your yeah. permission, I think this should be the thumbnail of this episode. It's wonderful. Yeah. It really, yeah. it really, really is. It's a great, yeah. great picture. Look at the, yeah. and the organic joy, you know, it's so organic. I love it. You know, it's uh, it's a yeah. very unprepared photo that looks and captures, you know, the moment. Now, I've always wondered if, if someone was very clever digitally, if they could actually zoom in on the trophy and see if there's a reflection of me taking that photo. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. if anyone's listening to the show, who knows that there's an, ex- who knows an expert that does that, let us know. Um, so we can make Peter's day. Uh, and just before we get on to some of your uh, your 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 photography and stuff, this is you again with uh, this the double. Uh, that, so this one was taken in 1998. So yep. the one after Arsenal were beaten Newcastle in the um, in the FA Cup to win the Arsenal's first um, trophy. So um, um, Arsenal um, allowed people to come and get their photographs taken, you know, with with the, with the two trophies. So. I think I put a bit of weight back then, but I was wearing my I was wearing I was wearing my Arsenal doubles of winners T-shirt and had my photograph taken with it. And Let's that get one back to this with, one with Wrighty. So that one, so that was when in um for his his, uh, his book his um he, he did his autobiography mm-hmm. and we went um and we met him uh, in in at the Tollington. Nice. I think he was. Oh, the good um, old Tollington. Yeah, so we met him at the Tollington Arms and um I you know, got to meet Ian and have a chat with him and um. Yeah, with his pick taken. So Ian's yeah, one of my one of my all-time favorite Arsenal players you okay. know, of all, all eras. Okay, so here's the quick fire round. Who is your all-time favorite Arsenal player? Well, I'd probably say Wrighty. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I did actually. Um, I was invited to, uh, a few years ago to um, to write into the Arsenal program. Um, we sort of given some stuff about about um, you know, my my path, my interests, and things like that, and. Um, so, so I think um, he, he, right, he was up the number one, and then the, there was um, uh, Thierry. You know, you, you can imagine Thierry Henry, um, Charlie George, yeah, was there. Uh, Robert Perez. You like the Dennis flair? Bur- Peter likes the flair players. I like that. Yeah, Dennis Burke. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I love I, it. I'm not saying I dislike. I'm not saying I dislike the Evers. You know, everyone <laughs> needs a good stopper like Tony Adams. Absolutely needed those boys to win anything, didn't anything and everything. Yeah. Uh, all right, your yeah. favorite ever game? 
Um, well, it's got to be the 1970 Fairs Cup final because it's the very first trophy I've ever seen Arsenal win. And um, that was at Highbury and that evening. And um, I wasn't really supposed to be there because uh, it was a, it, I had a school day the next day, but so I didn't care about that. Um, uh, <laughs> as, my exam, as my exam results proved. And um, and I, I still remember today, I can still remember all these, these old men around me sort of crying because they'd never seen us win a trophy for, you know, you know, for for seventeen years, you know, and longer it. as well, and and the other one, the other one is um, possibly um, there's two. I, I think I mean I, I love the the Arsenal win Wigan game, the last match at Highbury. So that one, you know, where where um, mm, Arsenal yep. Arsenal yep, yep. four two famous game. So you know, I was there. You know, again, my kids went to that game as well, and so I love that one. And um, so, so that's that's probably okay, one of my favourites. And also the Chelsea game in 2017, where I managed to get tickets for all four of us, and my wife, and my two the kids, cup. and me, and all four of us, we managed to get to tickets for that final. Nice. That one where Aaron Ramsey got the winning goal. Yes, absolutely. So, that was, that was great. just great, wasn't it? That's really. I mean, yeah, no one yeah. was expecting us to win that final. It was brilliant. Uh, okay, um, real quick before we show some of your photography and stuff, are you taking George Graham or Arsene Wenger, or are you taking someone else? You can't. I'm going to ask you about Mikel in a minute. So, well, it'll have to be Arsenal because basically he's, you know, he's, um, he changed the, he changed the, the face of Arsenal. I think for, yeah, for good. As didn't well. George do? Didn't didn't George change Arsenal? Of it's course like, he did. It's like mean, George was 1.0 and Arsenal was 2.0, right? Yeah. I mean, there's two yeah. things I'll say. Firstly, is that George Graham was around where um, I was, I was going to Arsenal a little bit less because of. Um, uh, my kids, but also so I remember George more as a, as a player than than you know being the manager as, he was. Yeah. That's where I yeah, first yeah. really got to you know, love George Graham as 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 a person as well. Okay, Arsene so Wenger, yeah, Arsene Wenger sort of stands, you know, as 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 you know the manager, managerial legend. Talk to me in. about talk to me about the current Arsenal and what you think. You've listen, everyone, just take a beat, put. Put your coffee down. Just have a little listen right here. Peter, 60 years supporting the Arsenal. His first game was in 63. He has seen it all. I want you to tell us what you see now, Peter, and what this Arsenal means to you, having seen the Arsenal in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and now another decade so i mean the first thing so to say about uh, uh, michael is that um i'm like everyone else i'm just absolutely staggered with with the development of of, of uh, what he's done with the club and the team and given the fact that, it, that there was a sort of a certain toxicity about you know the the, the, the fans at, at, at uh, emirates stadium for for a number of years that he's yeah that the the change is remarkable it's a remarkable change given the fact that you know, he's not been the recipient of endless streams of money. He's had to work with a, you know, with a budget and also work with a, a new sort of managerial structure in, in the club as a whole as well. So it's quite remarkable. The other thing I will say is that um, he's also had to deal with an awful lot of doubters from even within the club, never mind outside of the club mm -hmm. as well. So I was one early on. I was one early on when things weren't going well, eighth, eighth, losing to Emery. You know, starting the following season, zero, zero, zero. 
um, yeah, I was definitely um, yeah. someone who questioned where we were going. But Kevin always said, once he gets his players together, and I yeah. always said too, like if he gets, a, if he can formulate a team in his image and he can become that kind of manager that is able to do that, then good for him. I mean, the real challenge will have to be, it, um, it, the real challenge will have to be is I, I don't know like anyone else how this season is going to end. Uh, it it mm. may end, you know, in, you know, in winning the league. It may not. I mean, you know, my gut instinct tells me that uh, it's going to require an awful lot of luck these next eight games for Arsenal, you know, to win the league, given the fact that, you know, the fixture list is still to come. But it's possible anything can happen, and no one can you know, doubt that it's been a remarkable season, way above everyone's expectations. That's for certain. Mm -hmm. Are you enjoying? Uh, you enjoying? You enjoying it, Peter? Oh, you enjoying the journey? Sorry. Yeah. I'm loving the journey. I've loved this season, and also I'm terrified for the last few games to come as well. It's all um, right. Because... We've got we've got this guy between the sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 oh. that, that, that was a remarkable remarkable save. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, brilliant stuff from Peter. Right. The reason you're on the show too is how I found you. I was like, who is this Guna with all this? Because I'm a space nut, and I don't know if our listeners know this about me, but I love, I fall asleep at night to a NASA slideshow, Peter. I want to ask you about the, 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 a whole bunch of stuff, but what, tell me about this, because you, did you not do some stuff for the BBC as well? Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, it all started as, as what happened was I got invited or, or headhunted, if you like, by the BBC to appear as a, a rank amateur. Um, uh, to appear on their Skype notes night program. This is the Sky Night program is their flagship um, uh, space program, which has been running for, since the 1950s. And I got invited um, just out of the blue. I never applied. You know, someone just saw some of the, the pictures that I tweeted and um, asked me to come along because they were quite interested in the fact that I was using my, my you know, a smartphone to take at these rather than these very expensive cameras. I mean, I had a telescope, um, mm -hmm. and I, I attached my 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 um my my phone camera to the telescope to take some of them, but nothing nothing more tricky than that. And I got invited to appear actually on the program itself, and it was um, if anyone's interested, it was September of last year got screened, September 2022, and I got to meet uh, the um, uh, the uh, astronomers there and um, talk about some of my photography, which is really weird because I'm not really a serious astro astronomer or astrophotographer or anything like that. I'm, I'm just a, a sort of simple hobbyist. So, I mean, that picture, that's, that was a solar eclipse that took place last October you know, as well here. Mm -hmm. um, and this one that I love, that there's... That, that, so that is, that, is, that is basically, that's a compilation of all the planets. that they don't, They're not really that close together, let me tell you. That, that's that's a, comp, you know, a composite of them all together. So that's all the planets from, from little Mercury at the bottom up to Neptune at the top right. So there with, with a picture of the sun. These are all pictures I have taken. Um, I must admit, on that one, I, I used a, 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 a specialist little, little camera to take that. But it was the stuff that I started doing um, when we, we got to lockdown in uh, 2020. I had a lot more sort of time on my hand because I wasn't going out so much. So mm -hmm. I thought I'd spend more time at night taking pictures. And I, and I learned as well. That's a picture of a nebula, a nebula in the sky, which uh, was taken um, through the telescope with, with my, my, my phone uh, camera attached to the telescope eyepiece 
just to take a picture of of clouds of of matter which is basically dust matter which will reform to, to become a star one day that's amazing i love that yeah. And, and what's yeah. what and what's so this complex? What's this? So this one was last month. This took place. So the picture there at the top is Venus, and the bottom is Jupiter, and they became what's called a, a super conjunction. That's when visually they become very close to each other. So so to the naked eye, it looked like to once once one sort of bright um, dot in the sky, two two planets. But in fact, through a telescope, there you, you could probably pass um, a. a a moon's circumference between the two of them and the bottom is jupiter with its four little moons around jupiter and the top is venus which is a very bright uh planet as well in the Amazing. sky and, yeah so, so so and that was just how it looked through the eyepiece I love just it. looking through there so, so and and this a, is another compilation here that's a compilation this was back in this was soon after um i got my first telescope um this is um uh, a lunar eclipse. So this is when the um, what happens is that the Earth passes between the Moon and the Sun, and therefore it completely obliterates the um, sort of the Moon over a period of time. So if you look at the top left one there, that's the Moon you know, in force um, uh, fully lit, mm. and the red in the middle there is when it's completely covered by the Earth, but the light of the Earth sort of bends around the sun bends around the earth and casts this sort of sh sort of shadow from the, our atmosphere onto the moon so that's what called a blood red moon where the moon is actually fully in the shadow of the earth but it's actually the sunlight that's bending around the amazing earth to create that effect i love it i love and it those got, and those got shown on 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 the bbc's program as well you know as part of my portfolio you know it sounds so no i love it a humble amateur but this is what i love about talented gooners we've done a lot of artists and uh i i was noticing a little bit more like i need to showcase our photographers like pete you know you you i've been loving your stuff for you know two or three years now and uh you know, I don't know if you know Russell Hogg, um, but he take he has he's a really good photographer. He does nature photos. We're going to get Russ on as well. And then, you know, we like to say if there's anyone out there that is ever looking for a great photographer for projects and stuff like this, you know, you can uh, connect with us here, thehybridsquad at gmail.com. Follow Peter at Peter Lewis fifty five, please. I haven't shown you all of his pictures because I want you to go over and give him a follow and check out his beautiful nice. work. It has been such a pleasure talking to you, sharing your work with us. Look at all of these beautiful photos. We have so many talented gooners in our community, everyone. And this club brings us together. And I'm so grateful to meet people like Peter who tell us a story, really just a beautiful story of being an Arsenal fan and the experiences down the road and along the way. You know, to meet Bob Wilson and Charlie George as a young boy, and then to meet them as a man and a dad. And, you know, it's just really wonderful to see the Invincibles years and years later. You know, his first game in 63, um, the double winners in 71. Just wonderful to have you. Your, your legacy as a fan is so important and we need to treasure it, Peter. We really, really do. And this conversation is just the first because I'm going to get you back on with Kev because Kev will go in on so many of these things, especially, you know, during his time at the club and um, 
Vic Akers is going to come back to and another. Like, th- this is the stuff, and I just love it. What would you like Arsenal fans to know about you before you go? If there's anything you've left off the table, what would you like to tell them? I always ask everyone to do a little bit of a closing statement before they leave Squad Central. Well, first things first is is supporting the club and ignoring a lot of the noise that comes around the pressure of being a supporter of a club as well, especially in a, a club that's got its rivals, you know, whether or not it's your friends that supports our teams or these days on social media where there's so much noise and rubbish that gets played is just ignore all, all of that. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've followed and supported Arsenal for, for far too many years to worry about uh, losing games or what people might say uh, about you know, your, your club, it doesn't really matter because uh, I, I've always said that uh, the, my best and worst ever experience happened more than 50 years ago supporting Arsenal and everything else in, since then is in between. And I use that as a sort of defence mechanism for, for comforting me with, 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 a, uh, with a defeat or a disappointment. But the reality is that you know, that's part of what makes a football supporter or supporter of any um, uh, you know, any any football team really makes you, um, you know, what you are is sort of the that, that feeling. It's almost hard to describe. I would suggest anyone who's just watching this, whether or not you've been an Arsenal supporter for as long as I have, or just some turned up uh, a year or two ago, is that you know, follow your instincts. Don't worry what other people say. Don't be intimidated by a feeling of disappointment or a feeling of. Yeah, take an elation from winning, winning something as well. You know that take that all in your step. Remember, it's always about the next game. That's always that. Yeah, you know, you're only as good as your next game. That's what I've always said. Well said, brilliant stuff. The sirens are going off. Yeah. Finally, Peter, are we going to do it? Are we going to bring it home? Well, yeah, you know, and there you go. This, this is this is this, <laughs> this is a headache. <laughs> I, I felt that um, I felt that you know, if someone said to me, you know, all you need to do is draw with Manchester City and Newcastle and you'll win the title. If they said that to me back in August, I'd have laughed at them. You know, that's for certain as well. So, so I, I take it, I take it as read that I think it's possible we can draw with Manchester City and we can draw with, or you know, at least draw with Newcastle as well. Yeah. I'm just not so certain we can win our next game against West Ham. That's what I'm saying. Just worry about the next game. Worry about the next game. Good advice. Um, please give Peter a follow at Peter Lewis 55. Thank you again for sharing your story with us. Um, we appreciate it. Tell everyone about the show and we will see you soon. And as Super Kev would always say, tell your loved ones you love them. And at ease, squaddies, at ease. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad.